Blaine for breakfast. Well, the people of Esperance may have a new, greener, cleaner uh, solution to all their power with Horizon coming in. They've got a brand new project which is ready to kick off. Joining me this morning is Horizon Power CEO, Stephanie Unwin. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. Thank you for joining me on your Friday morning. Um, There's plenty of moving parts with this new project. Can you explain it? What is the new Esperance Power Project going to entail? What we're going to do by, it will be about March 2022. And what we'll have is a new centralised generation solution that will service the broader Esperance community, which is both the town and the surrounding rural areas. And what will what it will have is a nine megawatt wind farm, which is two you know quite large turbines that produce nine megawatts of wind. We'll have a four megawatt solar farm. We'll have a one point nine megawatt hour battery, and then that will all be supported by twenty two megawatts of gas generation, with some diesel generation backup sets. Three of those at eight hundred and fifty kilowatts. So really what you're getting is a very substantial microgrid that is predominantly renewable. So about 46% of the generation is going to come from that renewable source. And then we've got the gas to fill in the, the, the rest, as well as if we don't have wind, we don't have sun and the battery is exhausted, we've got those diesel generation backup sets. You've uh, signed an, an agreement with Southern Ports, which, as I understand, um, takes up to about 25% of the grid currently. Yeah, and you know, they are our second biggest um, large enterprise customer outside of the Pilbara, so we're really delighted to have Southern Ports, and it does mean that we've got great flexibility to now service their load, and if their load grows over time, we, know, we can still manage that within the, uh, the power solution that we've come up with. Now, the, uh, the renewable debate that's been going, it's well overdue, um, you know, um, mm. re- renewable energy and other such innovations. Um, has it just been the, simply the technology that's been holding these back? I mean, I still remember getting talked about in primary school and high school about renewables. <laughs> is it the cost? Is it the technology? Is it just the implementation? No, so really the renewable, renewably sourced generation is absolutely in the money now, as you say. So it now is very comparable to the, get, the cost of gas-fired generation. And really what you're dealing with is you, you need to make sure you have a system that can work 24-7. So part of the debate that you keep hearing about with renewables is that if the wind's not blowing and the sun's not shining, how can you capture and store that energy so you can use it in those times when you don't have that available? And the, the biggest issue at the moment is that the batteries are really short-term they really last for, say, one to two hours. They're not providing overnight or long periods of time, which is why at the moment you need, I think, you need gas, for example, to to do the heavy lifting when you can't call in the renewables. So it's not so much that it's a cost issue anymore. I think that these are all definitely in the money. It's that you need 24-7 reliable power to service a town like Esperance. And so we need to make sure that we've got a nice mix of different fuel sources so that when the renewables aren't there for us, we've got the gas to to generate for the town. And you're looking to um, source local materials and local labour. It must have kept becoming um, pretty well received from the local community. Yeah, we're really pleased. So our um, contracting partner is looking at about eight to ten local jobs through the construction phase. 
And we're really hoping that we can draw from fantastic, you know, local sources to do that. We've also just begun things like Earth, Earthworks and the Civils, and they're both going to one local contractor and one out of Kalgoorlie. So you can see how important it is to us to make sure that all of those regional opportunities are created by the work that we do and making sure that our contractor as well um, has the same philosophy that we do. We had our, um, our contractor down here back in, I think I was down in February, at a, a stakeholder event, really just to say to people, express your interest. Um, we are both here, both of us companies are here, and we would love to make sure that local people get the benefit of these works. I was interested to see the stat that the state government um, subsidises around uh, almost $3,000 per customer for power mm. within the region. So the government's saving money, but I guess what the consumer is going to ask is how much money are they going to save under this, uh, this new arrangement? Yeah, so you're spot on. What happens is that uh, the the cost of supplying power to many of our microgrids, and um, Esperance is no different, is quite heavily subsidised, and it is about $2,900 per customer per year from the state. So by this new arrangement, we'll be saving the state government about $10 million per year. But you won't see that hit your direct pocket in Esperance because you're already subsidised and we have a uniform tariff that applies to everybody in the state. So it's really overall the state government will have a lower cost to supply Esperance. But where do you benefit? We'll have about 46% of the energy coming from renewable sources, which means that our emissions are significantly down. They're over 50% less than the current energy solution that we've got in Esperance. And just to finish up, I mean, as the um, you mentioned storage earlier, there's still a debate over how clean actually um, gas plants are. Obviously, I think a lot of people would agree they're, they're a hell of a lot cleaner than coal. Mm. But as we start to move forward into getting, I guess, more um, advanced in technology for storage, do you think we'll end up moving away from uh, liquid natural gas? So what's kind of interesting is that we're, there's a big debate about hydrogen, for example. So it's very topical at the moment. Hydrogen has a lot of advantages because if it is produced from green sources, so the sun or the wind, and you can store that, create the hydrogen through electrolysis, store it in a hydrogen storage tank and then use it in a fuel cell, you can create completely renewable energy sources. But that's probably 10, 15 years away from being viable from a cost perspective. And the technology is really new. We'll be trialling that technology in Denham in the next couple of years. We'll have a demonstration plant up. But it's some time away from being a solution, say, for Esperance. But I think, you know, really watch the developments in that space because long-term storage is something we're all working really hard to solve. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that many people will agree that the, the government um, leadership, but as well as leadership from the uh, private enterprise, is really, really pushing this in a, in a direction that I think the general public is uh, really, really pleased to see. Stephanie, yeah. thanks for joining me this morning. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs>